2: On this episode of The Booze Hustle, I talk to Carl Tart, actor, writer, producer, and currently starring on the NBC show Grand Crew, centering around a group of friends navigating the ups and downs of life in LA at a wine bar. Carl also co-hosts a really successful podcast called The Flagrant One that has amassed a huge following of dedicated fans in the last few years. We talk a little bit about how he got his start in the entertainment industry, how he came to learn about wine and spirits, and some of his favorite things to drink. It's a really great episode. Carl is hilarious, and I really hope you enjoy it. So, Kevin, Kevin knows I have a I have two small children, and I usually record these like during the week when they're not here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I don't have a lock on my office door, so,
0: so they come. They come in? Here?
2: Maybe one of them's small, so like you know, it's all right.
0: We'll have hecklers. Turn the football game on. The football game'll get them. You know, sports ball. (laughs) Yeah, sports ball.
2: Not a lot sports ball in this house, but
0: maybe they'd be. I'll
2: go put Beyonce on. That's like sports ball for them.
0: Kevin, what you got me doing? (laughs) (laughs) To
2: be fair, I used to be very into sports um I don't have the bandwidth for it anymore and also I had years of being a New York Giants fan just ruined me um I've heard they're good this year I don't
0: know They are
2: they are oh. they are good this year Okay well I know you're big into sports ball so um I I appreciate you humoring me doing like a wine podcast
0: <laughs> Yeah I'm big in everything we can we can have multitudes
2: You can have multitudes we are we are onions as people Um quick question like how often I know you do a lot of podcasts. You do a lot of comedy stuff. Like, how often do you do non-comedy specific podcasts, if ever?
0: It depends on. Like, I don't. I don't like turn them down or anything. It's, usually, people will like to have podcasts about therapy or podcasts about their little like music and stuff like that. Different interests that I have. I'll I'll do the podcast. It's incomparable to the amount of comedy podcasts I do because I just do so many. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like people are tired of listening to me, but. <laughs> It pops up every now and then where there's one that's not about being funny, not about mm-hmm. trying to be funny or anything like that.
2: No, I'm just funny naturally, so it just works yeah. for this podcast. You know. <laughs>
0: well, you 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 call it a sports ball, which to me can't stand that joke. Oh,
2: <laughs> we're already on the wrong foot. Ouch. Okay, we'll rewind like the last two minutes. We're gonna start over. You could put your weird background back up.
0: No, I got I got a weird one. I we got a mark a lot here.
2: <laughs> this is this is actually not a background this is just my my chaotic office i would um, show
0: you my chaotic office but it's just too chaotic right now
2: really yeah, so what I'm does it look gonna... like just like
0: <laughs> i'll put this one up
2: oh that's nice a little telemar do
0: yeah
2: do the do that's the only do that i'll do yeah that's for no, sure <laughs> no
0: mountain no no baja blast
2: no i feel like that's that's a that's a level of chaos that i can't bring myself into these <laughs> days um yeah for sure but um well thank you for being on the pod i'd love to learn a little about you um i don't know how much kevin has told you about our podcast but um we talk about booze in general um our listeners are kind of an interesting cross-section of people that are in the wine and spirits industry um and people who are not um so i would love you know to introduce you to our listeners um and just tell us a little bit about uh, about you and where you're from
0: all right. Uh, my name is Carl Tart. I am from originally from Pascagoula, Mississippi, and I moved to Los Angeles when I was about eight years old. And I've been here ever since then. Grew up on the west side of L.A. and loved every minute of it. That's not true. Is that true? No, of course not. <laughs> but I have had a great time. Uh, it's been a windy road. But yeah, yeah. I'm, a, uh, I'm an actor and a writer and comedian. I, I, I like long walks in the beach and having a good time. Dina <laughs> coladas.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. Is it true that, okay, so I had to do a bunch of research on you just for myself because, you know, uh, I had to learn that you were a Capricorn. I'd learn all these creepy things about you to freak you out. Mm-hmm. Um, did you go back to Mississippi for college?
0: No. I went to college in Ohio for a semester mm. and then I transferred to uh, New Mexico. Oh. I was, a, I was a basketball player there.
2: Oh, nice. What position were you?
0: Yeah. Uh, in college, I was a guard, which nice. was a tough transition, which is why I did not play in college long. Because <laughs> growing up, I was one of the taller kids. And then you get to college mm-hmm. and you become average height. And uh, I didn't make that transition quite well. Mm-hmm. How tall like, are you? 6'3".
2: And that's average height in basketball. That's That blows my mind. It's
0: pretty short in basketball.
2: Honestly. <laughs> How tall is like that short basketball player guy? Like the shortest guy? Like 5'9"?
0: The shortest guy ever?
2: Was that Manute Bull? Is that is that who I'm thinking of? Uh,
0: that's prob- that's the tallest ever.
2: Oh, wait. Who am I thinking of? The <laughs> other guy that's like real short.
0: Muggsy Bogues.
2: Oh, Muggsy. Now, well,
0: that's to be, close. To that's be close. Fair, to be fair, <laughs> they both start with, they, the initials are both MB. Thank you. And they have a very iconic picture together, which oh. is uh, them standing next to each other. Muggsy Bogues was 5'2". Okay. And Manute M- Bull was 7'7". Seven seven.
2: Dang. All right. That's, that's still bananas, though, because I'm 5'3", and I can't even imagine. Um, <laughs> that's nuts. All right. So what did you study in school?
0: In college, I studied electrical engineering. Wow. Yeah.
2: That's a and, good backup plan. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't finish. And the stuff that I was learning on is, is outdated now, which is hilarious. I got to
2: be honest. Every engineer that I know or a person that um, has an engineering or math brain is uh, not funny. So it's really interesting that you're in a a line of work where you're a comedian and a writer and an actor. And uh, (laughs) it's not a personality trait you often see. Yeah. Um, I mean, were you like the class clown?
0: I was. I was voted class clown. Class of 2007, Hamilton High School. Go Yankees. (laughs) Uh, I was voted the class clown. Yeah. Uh, And that was a huge honor.
2: (laughs) I don't think I was voted anything. I was like invisible in high school um which high school crazy. did you go to i went to a, a small high school in connecticut in the middle of nowhere um with my graduating class was 79 people Ooh, yeah, yeah. i got out real quick though yeah I, uh, I graduated when i was young and then um i attempted to go to college where i studied smoking weed um <laughs> it was a uh, you know i had to drop out of course to pursue it in real life for a while um and then i ended up in chicago uh, and I went to school out there. I went to Columbia College. Um, and uh, yeah, I worked in the restaurant industry out there. Did you live in Chicago for a while?
0: I didn't. I only uh, went to Chicago to, to uh, practice for the, the cruise ship, the second the city cruise, cruise ship.
2: ship. Oh, oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Wait, so you did one of the touring company things, but on a cruise ship.
0: I I actually never got on it. I ended up going to Amsterdam and doing a job over there. Oh. Uh, instead of doing the cruise ship but i i got hired to do the cruise ship okay to, to do the second city tour co what they called boat co
2: boat co yeah. i feel like you dodged a bullet there sir because i cannot think of anything worse than being uh, number one cruise ships to me are oh my god it's just like fucking <laughs> torture it's like groundhog day but like yeah. with the same people uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that I could do it. And then people that are like comedy fans, like following you around and like having that much access to you. Yeah. Oof.
0: I'll say this. I think for what I went through in Amsterdam, I, I think I, I would have rather taken the, the, the cruise ship because the cruise ship was only four months and you came back with cash. The Amsterdam job I did was a year and I came back with nothing but uh, depression. and I did not not have a good time over there Uh, dang and I was not medicating at that well I I that was where I definitely started drinking more for sure where I was over there because before I went I wasn't a big drinker
2: what was the what was like the main uh was it just like the 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 what you were working on like that team sucked or something or was it just living there you know like
0: well I'll take accountability and say it was homesickness Really. Mm. And on top of that, I had never really been, I had been away to college and things, but you know, you're there with a bunch of people who are your age and you make friends and yeah, there's a fight or two every now and then. But like, <laughs> you know, you know for, the, for the most part, you're you're having fun with everybody. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody's having a good time. Mm-hmm. With Amsterdam, it was like there was there was old a lot of older people who had been doing the job for a while who were kind of tired of doing the job, but didn't mm. see a way out really. Uh, the country itself was hard to, to live in. Mm-hmm. I think people see Amsterdam and they go, I got to see Amsterdam. I got to go. You can go to Amsterdam for, for a week and you'll be fine. You got your fill. Yeah,
1: you, you know what it, it
0: is. You, you've seen it. You read some of the mm-hmm. history. You go to the museums and then you're <laughs> out of there. Being there for a year and not being from there and having yeah. to deal with it. And I'm, I'm from the South and the West Coast where people mm-hmm. are nice. And over there, they are not nice. And that was, and they say, well, we're not we're not mean, we're just direct. And I go, that's mean sometimes.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you could say that, like I live in the Northeast, right? And like New Yorkers, we're at, everyone in the Northeast in general, like we are very direct, yeah. but like we're fucking kind. Like yeah. we might not sound nice, but we'll still help you out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I think there's a difference. Like European, um, depending on where you are in Northern Europe, they can be a little colder in general. But. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, I, def- I t- the one vacation I got while I was over there Was to New York to do a comedy show with with some of my friends, and I was I couldn't believe that I was like I've never really liked New York like that. And the (laughs) while I was there, I was like, oh man, yeah, this is even better than being over (laughs) there.
2: Imagine having an experience so shitty somewhere that you go to New York and you're like, this is amazing. Yeah, this
0: is not everyone's so nice here. (laughs) This guy told me to get the fuck out of his way and. That was nice. I missed I missed that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I made eye contact with you. Yeah.
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> well, that's wild. Um, all right. So you went to you went to um Amsterdam for a bit and then back. And you've had a pretty um successful career writing and producing and acting in shows. And um, I think you and I even maybe have a mutual friend or two along the way. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about can you tell our listeners a little bit about the show that you're working on now, Grand Crew? Yes.
0: Yeah, so the show that I'm working on right now is called Grand Crew. It's on NBC. I don't know when second season is coming out, but you can catch the first season on Peacock right now. All the episodes, Benjamin, and <laughs> uh, it it is a is a show about a group of friends who have stumbled upon a new bar, and that bar specializes in wine. And the wine bar is a character in the show, but it's not everything that shows about. It's about our lives and what we go through and how we deal with it. But the the bar is our main haunt, and the show is is created and inspired by my real life friend group my buddy phil augusta jackson one day he had a meeting at a wine bar called Covell, which is here in in la and it was saturday night so we got on the group chat and was like all right where are we meeting up at tonight like it's time to go out and he was like you guys should just just meet me here at this place and then we'll make a plan to go somewhere else and we get there and i'm like cool ready to get my uh whiskey coke What's (laughs) What's popping? <laughs> and they were like, oh, it's just wine and beer. And I was like, wine and beer? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want beer. I'm, I'm already gaining too much weight. And <laughs> wine, I got to drink six bottles to be tipsy. <laughs> and so that was when we started kind of getting into it. And the vibe there was so cool. The people who worked mm-hmm. there embraced us a ton. It was also just like interesting being a group of black people that go to this bar. And that's not necessarily in a black neighborhood and also not known for hanging out in wine bars.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: there was no, like, racism or anything like that. But, like, definitely curious gazes. If you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, look, what's going on with that <laughs> little people back there? <laughs> yeah. And it got we started going there so much that, you know, we'd show up in, like, a little area that we sat in would be, like, reserved. And we'd be like, oh, okay, I guess we got to go somewhere else table that we usually sit at. it's packed in here and the table we usually sit at is reserved and they go no we reserved that for y'all Aww. like yeah real cool people at that place
2: oh that's cute is it still open
0: it is still open we still go there quite a bit uh i shouldn't be uh blowing up my spot but yeah, we still, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> we still go maybe there
2: kevin will edit out the name of it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Like you'll
2: be like this is my table i'm here to have uh drinks with carl <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, but Shit. uh
0: yeah, that's how we started getting into it. And, and when you go there, they, they let you try stuff and, and they tell you about it and they tell you how, you know, how to identify what you're drinking and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then uh they're really cool about it. Really, really cool. And, and that's how you learn how to how to drink wine, basically, and mm-hmm. learn what you like. You learn how to navigate that yep. world.
2: And I'm guessing it's really shaped like shaped your perspective and changed your perspective on wine since spending so much time there. I think that like so many people especially this season that I interview talk about um especially like wine for so long being kind of looked at as like you know you don't see a lot of black folks in a wine bar mm-hmm. you know it's like there's a lot of like you know associations that it's like snobby or you yeah. know there's it's like you know gatekeeping around the wine community and it's interesting because there's a lot of people that I interviewed this season and talked to where you know the more we start to educate everyone and make it more inclusive the more like excited people get about it and Mm -hmm. like there's so much to learn and I'd love to hear about like what your how your perspective has changed about wine since not only just drinking it more and having it you know in your life more but now being on a show that kind of focuses around it
0: well the biggest change in my perspective is I learned I don't need six bottles to get drunk (laughs) true Uh, one bottle will do the trick Mm -hmm. Uh, and that hangover the next day is rough, yeah, but uh is is good and like I've I've learned more about pairings, like mm-hmm. what it tastes good with, and I've learned how to identify notes and things like that. Mm-hmm. I've learned a, a history of a lot of wine stuff that I'm not going to try to get into now <laughs> because uh, no I don't know exactly. Here. Please don't quiz me, but. <laughs> I learned a lot about it. I, I and I have made some really cool friends in the in the wine industry. Like mm-hmm. my friend Devin, who is really dope. His name's Devin Reed, and he's a sommelier. And he came on set to be the sommelier for us when we were at this winery one time, uh, this vineyard, and we became friends. And he's got he's got a show called Wine and Culture LA that I was oh, a cool. guest on and. He's really knowledgeable and really dope with it he he makes it really cool and accessible and he's a young guy and it, it it's really dope.
2: I was so, gonna ask you about that because, like on your show, you guys obviously talk about wine quite a bit like what you're drinking what it tastes like. do you have somebody that consults for the show um and how do I get that job <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah that, that's devin we do have yeah. devin uh, awesome. he he consults for the show whenever we're doing anything it's more than just red and white he mm-hmm. is there to you know, tell us this is what it would be. This is how you pour it. This is how you hold the glass. This is how you do everything, you know.
2: Right, like, and giving the language to the writers, like yeah. how you guys talk about it and the, like, descriptors and stuff. Because, like, I got to imagine, like, it is very specific. So um, that's cool that you have a psalm that actually works on the show. Now, I imagine, like, you, you don't actually drink when you guys are filming, right? Like, you, you're drinking, like, you know, like whatever cranberry juice or make, make it look like the color. I say.
0: no uh there was an article written about the show last year that just slammed everything we were drinking and really yeah and while i will say i always thought that nicole's drink looked like water the rest of us you couldn't tell like because i I,
2: oh it was like slamming that it looked like you guys weren't actually drinking yeah
0: yeah that's Uh, not the right color it wouldn't be that color it it was like god you didn't write that article did you chris
2: no, but people need more fucking hobbies. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like who the yes. fuck does that shit?
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. So this person definitely needed more hobbies. It's like, who cares, man? Who cares? Yeah, but
2: that's wild.
0: It was. I remember telling the the prop lady last year. She would have a big jug of like colored water that she would pour from the coke because it's supposed to look like a rosé, and mm-hmm. it never did. When when she poured it out of the jug in the jug, it looked like it, but then she poured it right. out and it was a lot more clear. But I drink uh, Diet Cran Grape on set.
2: <laughs> is, it, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Um, what do you drink in real life? What's your favorite wine?
0: My favorite wine? Uh, a Cab Sauve, uh, A Syrah, petit Syrah. Mm-hmm. Malbec. Something dark. Something peppery. Mm-hmm. Something that's going to get me drunk quicker. Something strong. High ABV.
2: Try to like match yourself in the wines that you're drinking. Is that what you're telling me?
0: Yeah, tall, dark, <laughs> dark, strong, strong, bold, bold, not afraid,
2: little spicy, <laughs> little spicy.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. All I right. So, to, what do you
2: pair that with? Like, what's your what's your favorite pairing for like a big, bold, spicy wine?
0: So, Covell has this really good mozzarella salad mm. that is like arugula and spicy peppers. And mozzarella, like, seasoning and stuff like that and like, a a balsamic. And it's real tasty. So I like that. And they also have these flatbreads, which are kind of like pizzas without the sauce. Mm -hmm. I don't need to explain what a flatbread is to you know. (laughs) But, uh,
2: and tater tots. Tater tots, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always I think like you're something about the arugula. You're, you're an arugula salad. Like arugula salad by itself, I don't like arugula, like the bitterness of it. Mm-hmm. But that is a really good pairing because if you pair something that's got a little bit of spice to it with arugula, it kind of cancels each other out. Like that's the magic of wine pairing. Yeah, is that you match flavor for flavor, like bold for bold, and then usually like it, it works really well. So. Um, I wouldn't have thought to pair like a like a mozzarella salad with with a really big bold wine, but yeah, with the arugula, that sounds great.
0: It's really but oh, I am forgetting the biggest thing. Okay. Covell's charcuterie selection is mm. top notch. Like mm-hmm. they so get a big charcuterie board for myself. Nobody else can touch it. I'm just playing. <laughs> we can share, it. but like making the perfect little charcuterie sandwich. And yep. and ha- and having a sip of that wine—that's that's the jam right there.
2: That sounds perfect. Just meat and cheese and salt and and, and wine all day.
0: I take a piece of bread. <laughs> I put a piece of like let's say prosciutto or mm-hmm. a spicy calabrese. Yep. Put that on there. Put a little soft cheese on. there. I'm a soft cheese guy. I don't really like the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like whatever brie they have, or manchego, or they have mm-hmm. this one called Bermuda Triangle that's really good. It's like a, a goat cheese, and it's it's really mm-hmm. bomb. Honey, mustard. Oh, uh, honey
2: and mustard? Honey
0: and mustard. Dang, I all right. Drizzle a little honey on there. Put You're some making mustard a sandwich
2: there. right now. This is not basically, charcuterie anymore. <laughs>
0: basically, I put a jalapeno on top of that. They put jalapenos on the board.
2: How do we put feel a about aged balsamic? A little drizzle?
0: <laughs> uh, they don't put that on there, but I'm sure that would be good, too. Okay. I'm sure that would be good. I'm sorry that I cut you off. You were about to ask something.
2: Oh, I, I have no idea. Damn. Literally. <laughs> No idea. Um, I, I did actually just remember, though, I was talking to somebody like a week ago, and they were calling charcuterie charcucci.
0: <laughs> <laughs> charcucci.
2: You guys want a charcucci board? <laughs> I, I they, they were at a, like a restaurant. And they kept on calling it charcucci. <laughs> like, That's right. That sounds
1: good. Yeah. Sure. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
2: Oh, that's awesome. So I feel that way. There's a place in Chicago um, that I used to work at this little wine bar called Volo. It's in Roscoe Village and they have like the best cheese um, cheese plates and they have like wines by the glass, carafe, and bottle and like like just an epic amount of wine. So next time you're in Chicago, you should go check it out. But right. um, I feel that way about that place for sure. All right. So like what, what I, I do have to make one comment though. uh, I want true feelings. Have you actually ever had orange wine? Because I did watch a clip of your show and you guys were drinking orange wine. And and your reactions were correct.
0: Yeah, I have had it. Uh, Colville, I let you try everything. And here's what's crazy. I had one one time that I really liked. I like sweet stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had one that was like sweet. And then I I wanted to order that one again. And maybe that wasn't an orange. Because when I ordered it again, I was like, this is terrible. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I do not like orange wine. I do not yeah. like orange wine. And when people do, my uh two of my castmates, Gracie Mercedes and Echo Kellum, they'll order oranges when we go out. And I'm like, You guys are so pretentious. They are I call them out for being pretentious all the time because they're both like, Oh, I just, I, I love New York and I and I love orange wine. It's like they always have to take the the mm-hmm. I thought it was great. like (laughs) like there's always
2: one in that group who will drink the thing that is not good just because like it's cool to be the one that like oh you don't get it i get it yeah yeah exactly it's not for everyone (laughs)
0: like like, when uh there was a film of like a french filmmaker like a french new wave filmmaker that died recently and i can't remember who it was but uh echo was like oh he died. Can you believe it? I was like, man, you ain't never watched his movies. <laughs>
2: yeah. Sure, sure. OK, good call. Yeah, no, I can't get down with orange wine for me. Uh, I, I f- it feels like somebody was making it on a dare and got halfway through making it and then just like got distracted. Yeah, And that's what they're put in a bottle. <laughs> like, just like This doesn't taste finished. It tastes like somebody made a mistake.
0: Oh, the Amazon um, guy is here. Yeah. I got to go answer the door. Shit. And, and then they was like, oh, I don't have time. I got to put this in a bottle.
2: There will always be a sommelier and there will always be a Echo who will buy it. So Yeah. <laughs> That's, it is it's not me. Well, what else? Do you drink spirits? Obviously, yeah. I, I'm a big spirits person as well. Are you a whiskey guy?
0: I'm a, I, a whiskey, tequila, and gin mostly.
1: Like, okay.
0: Last night, I went to a restaurant here in L.A. that had a craft, like they make different types of gin and tonics so they had mm-hmm. like a, a strawberry gin and tonic like a a yuzu gin and tonic Ooh. and so i tried a couple of those last night they were all pretty good uh, mm-hmm. very high cal- caloric intakes uh it, okay so like if i'm if you know if if i got the sunday off like last night i couldn't go crazy because i had to get up and do this but uh, uh thank you
2: very much by the yeah,
0: <laughs> but if i have the 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 Sunday off I know I could chill all day and and, and watch sports ball as you call it sports and ball. and I Ubered on the Saturday night go a little hard you know if we got mm-hmm. a part somebody's birthday party or something like that mm-hmm. I'm a Crown Royal guy I know it's cheap I know it's is but I, I I'm a sucker for that for that suede bag.
2: Yeah. The suede bag is the best. I actually saw someone on TikTok who made like a whole blanket out of those bags. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, they are very good quality. <laughs>
0: They're great. I got a bunch of them. I got my, my laundry quarters in one. Nice. I got a I'm a Saints fan and I got a, a Saints one. That looks that's look like, looks like a football.
1: That's mm-hmm. pretty
0: tight. Crown Royal with a little splash of Coke is, is my jam. And yep. uh but if I'm going higher up, I you know, there's a, a a couple bars that I like that specialize in Japanese whiskeys, mm. and uh, I, I got introduced to those and learn how to you know kind of learn how to taste those like wine too, like where mm-hmm. I can taste like oh this this has a smokier flavor, this has this, this has notes of this kind of kind of learning how to expand that palate. I will say, uh, not to bring it down, but I when I first got COVID, I did lose my taste and smell, bummer, and I don't know if it's fully come back like hardcore you and mm. I, I like I feel like it has sometimes But then sometimes I'll be trying stuff and I'm like ah, I, I can't I can't smell yeah. the difference I can't taste the difference in this and so that kind of that kind of is a bummer now that I'm learning how to get more into wine and spirits and, and mm-hmm. learning having different essences but yeah and then if I'm if if I got uh places to be the next day but I want to kick still kick it with friends I'm going tequila on the rocks or mezcal on the rocks hell yeah yeah,
2: I was just telling somebody last night because I, I had a friend of mine who's bartender who is much younger than me, uh, who wanted to go out when she got out of work last night and texted me. And I was like, it is 830, ma'am. I <laughs> am not going anywhere. <laughs> I was like, you need younger friends. Uh, but I had her come over here. And then we were sitting and we were, we were just like talking. We were playing cards. And I, I was like, I'll drink tequila anytime. And I've got this bottle of Marquez de Casanoble. It's this really expensive, beautiful like 12 extra Añejo blended with nine Añejo tequilas. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I will drink that with one ice cube. And like the next day, wake up, like nothing happened. Yeah, Like, I don't know what it is. It's just no mixers, no fucking around. The thing you can't do that with is gin. Like, this is where I think people get in trouble. Mm -hmm. I I didn't realize until I got really into the work that I'm in, like in the industry that I'm in, um, gin in general, it's distilled at a higher alcohol. Mm-hmm. So like it it's not equivalent to drinking like a whiskey or a tequila. It's got, it's higher in alcohol. So one drink like you ever drink a, a gin drink, you feel fucked up. It's yeah. you are. Yeah. <laughs> like it yeah. is one and it's not the botanicals that are fucking you up. It's just like the the actual like neutral grain spirit alcohol distillation is higher. So like I stay away from gin now just because like I I love it, but man, I can't I want to see straight after two drinks and yeah. um <laughs> That's the fastest way. That's why I was. Wondering. You said you went to like a place that specialized in gin drinks. So I'm like, man, people must get fucked up in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I had three, and you know, I like I, I'm a big guy, so I can drink a lot and not be too bad off. But I definitely was done after those three, and we hit a couple other spots, and mm-hmm. people were like, oh, let's do a shot. I was like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. like, I gotta like, <laughs> I, and so that they that's interesting. I didn't know that that's why gin gets mm-hmm. you. Like I thought it was the tonic water that was messing me up.
2: Oh no no. No you're fine. The quinine doesn't do anything to you. It and the botanicals like people will say the different botanicals do different things to you but they don't. They just taste different. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just literally the amount of alcohol in it. That's it. It's higher proof. Higher proof? Like vodka is a little bit lower than gin, but gin's like a little higher
0: usually. Yeah. What's your um, favorite uh what's your favorite cheap tequila? And what's your favorite if you if you in a little bread tequila? Hmm.
2: Well, I always say that like in the like $20 price point, you mm-hmm. can't go wrong with like, oh, this is this is tricky. Um, so I work for a company that sells one and I know it's not that I'm trying to push my own shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I'm going to try to avoid talking about that one, even though I think that one's really good. Um, but in that like $20 price point, like uh, Luna Zool. It's a tequila that Heaven Hill makes. Okay. That's like a really good base. Like you want to save money and just want to like buy a bunch for your friends. And you don't care. And you know, they're going to run through your booze yeah. by that one. Um, Me Campo is pretty good too.
0: They have I, never a, seen, I don't know what these look like. I got to Google some of these. Yeah. Lo- Luna Azul. Luna, Luna Azul or just Luna Azul? It's
2: just Luna Azul. L-U-N-A-Z-U-L. There's like a wolf on the label. Let's see if I recognize uh, it. And then Me Campo which is um, made by a guy who makes a pretty famous tequila too. Those are like my two, just grab a bottle for 20 bucks. Those are great. Um, For more like higher end tequila, um, Casa Noble is great. I I like that. Yeah, they're organic too, or state grown. Um, That's the one I was drinking last night, that Marquez de Casa Noble is, I think it's probably like 175 a bottle. Um, Mm -hmm. But really like- it tastes like it's one seventy five, yeah. um, but you don't have to spend that much. You can probably get a really good bottle of like reposado or añejo for like sixty bucks. You know, like in that price point. Steer clear of celebrity things in general. Like if it's if it's pushed by a celebrity, ninety nine percent of what you're buying is marketing.
0: Yeah, like Casamigos. Everybody's learned that by now.
2: I mean, I, I
0: don't, <laughs> they add sugar. I don't
2: shit on it, but it's if it tastes like vanilla.
0: Yeah. Tequila is not
2: supposed to taste like vanilla. vanilla. You know what I mean? It's like it's supposed to taste like agave. Yeah. That has been in a barrel. It's not supposed to taste like sweet. If it tastes sweet, it's got glycerin and avocado in it, which is like a sweetening softener in Mm it. Um, that's not. It's not real tequila. Which it's fine. The people that like it and love it, which they do, they like that. They should just call it something different. (laughs) Tequila light, (laughs) or like something else.
0: Can I tell you mine?
2: Yes, I'd love to hear yours.
0: All right, so if I'm if I'm down to you know if 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 it's a if it's a baller night you know if we, if we celebrating success right as DJ Khaled says mm. I'm going like tequila ocho, mm-hmm. Fortaleza, yep, somewhere Those like are that. Great. Yep, and Fortaleza if it's, is great. If I'm taking a drink to the bring your own bottle party, and I know I want to be cool for the next day, but I'm probably gonna finish the whole bottle. I'm going Espolòn. Yep. And I've gotten yeah. mixed reviews on Espolòn. But I like it. I think it's smooth. It doesn't burn me.
2: Mhm. Yeah. I too have drank Espolòn. It is a good value price tequila. Yeah. I would just stay away from anything that's cheaper than 20 bucks.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not taking the Cuervo. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so now we know what Carl drinks. He drinks Crown Royal. He drinks Fortaleza and Espolòn. And what wines? what wines do you drink? Like what, is there a brand that you like grab when you're drinking? Do you drink wine at home or no?
0: No. And I got a ton in there. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can shout out the wineries that that sent me stuff uh, to (laughs) Okay, Have you you heard of them? No, where are they? Yeah, Uh, Up North California, Paso Robles. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah. And uh, Tally wines also in Paso Robles. All right. I got to shout out my boy E40, Earl Stevens collection. Okay.
2: (laughs) Do you go to, do you visit wineries a
0: lot? Not a lot. I think it was it was something that we started to do over the pandemic because it was an easy way to get out of the house and still be you know safe, if you will, was mm-hmm. to like go up to like some of these small towns that still were, that, that 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 didn't have COVID cases, so right. their numbers were. Uh, you just
2: bring your COVID to so them.
0: I bring my COVID to them. Make sure to get it before I went. And then make sure to go up there and hang out with some old people. Uh Yeah,
2: and they don't. And, they, and I mean, it's not like they need their tasting capacities to make wine. So like, give them your COVID. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, we. That's we why their it wine tastes times. like shit now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they can't taste it. And th- I also went for a wedding, and we we hit a bunch of wineries when we were up there. Um But yeah, those are the the brands that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't really. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I'm going to Bevmo and I'm buying some wine. Mm-hmm. Chances are, I'm just looking for what I like and what's in the coolest looking bottle. Cool.
2: That's all that matters. It's
0: like, the label looks dope. I'm like, what is that?
2: Yeah. Buy what you like. And you know the sad thing, though, is that some of the best wine on earth, like especially French wine, have the fucking ugliest labels, are just plain mm. nondescript. Because they're, you know, like, they like the simplicity. Yeah. You know, it's like... But, like, they have some of the best wines on earth, and they will miss you because their labels aren't, aren't yeah. sharp. And then, like, you know, the, the 3D image bottles that you can QR code, you're taking those all day. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like, there was, like, a, a one that was, like, a circus or something like that. I'm trying to figure out what that was.
2: Michael David, Freak Show.
0: Freak Show. Yes, of course. You know, I'm in a bottle of wine that's called Freak Show. <laughs> yeah.
2: And it was good, too. I'm, I'm sure it was. You but never had was, it? I have had it, yeah. Oh, you don't like it? It's fine. It's great. It's California red. It's juicy. It's fruity. You know.
0: Sounds like you don't like it.
2: I, I wouldn't say I don't like it. <laughs> my boss used to say to me all the time, my mouth does not connect to my wallet. So what I like doesn't matter mm-hmm. what other people like. Like, and I work in the wine business. My opinions don't matter. What I like doesn't matter. What you like matters. What you buy matters. Right?
0: Uh Sure. I just wanted to know you <laughs> Yeah.
2: I guess <laughs> I'm huh? I do not get down with a lot of California, like like if it's fruitier um and has a like you said you have like a, a um you like things to be a little on the sweeter side. Yes. Like for me, I like more acidity in okay. wine because for me, like the the sweeter something is even if it's perception of sweet, not actual residual sugar, mm-hmm. um, I can't drink as much of it. It it gets like almost like cloying for me. Yeah. Um I like there to be more acidity. And because if it feels more balanced and then I'll end up being able to enjoy it for a longer period of time. So for me, I drink like Italian wine, um, like Barberas are great. Um, anything that's just got like more of a balance between the sweet and the acid, you know, and a little bit more earthiness to it, I guess.
0: OK. I feel and
2: champagne. You. I'll drink champagne all day.
0: There you go. Celebrate it. That's right. I, that's I only right. told you about Crown Royal, but I do drink other whiskeys, too. I'm uh, sure you
2: do. You've got a more dude thing behind you.
0: Yeah, they, uh, they, they are cool. I like that one, uh, mm-hmm. Uncle Nearest. I've been getting Hell that yeah. when I go out and order at at bars, and they, and I see it. I always try to support that one.
2: Yep, I'm trying to get Fawn Weaver on the show. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'd, I'd love to interview her. Yeah, um, big, big fan. Like I can't wait to go down and uh, check out that distillery because that, I mean. I love what they're doing with that brand, and and she's really out there just working her ass off. So, big fan of hers. You gotta let me know now. You have a friend in the wine business. Mm-hmm. When you do want to take little field trips to wineries, let me know. Okay, so I can set you up some cool places. I have a place that's perfect. I'll tell you off, mic. Okay, I can set you up there. You will have a blast. All but right, you, you got to go to Napa though.
0: Oh, that's why. I mean, I'm gonna be <laughs> done. With, I'm gonna be done with work pretty soon. So maybe me and Kevin will go up there.
2: Yeah, field trip. Um, well, you're a delay. I, I know it's your day off and I don't want to take more time out of your day uh, to talk about booze. And I'm sure there's a lot of sports ball on that you could be watching right now. <laughs>
0: Please retire the sports ball. <laughs> All
2: right. Well, thank you so much, Carl. You're the best. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Nice to meet you.
2: You too.